What up, Long Beach? It's ring season here in the city this week, and we're enjoying covering championship games around the city this week. And that's what we're talking about on this episode of the podcast. That's part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. As always, this show is brought to you by the562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardabasio, and sports coverage is just part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post. We're also providing education coverage, and you know there's going to be a lot of big, great emotional stories coming up with graduation starting this week and running through next week here in Long Beach. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson, and I'm here to remind you that we are a nonprofit local news outlet and we depend on community support in order to stick around. We wanna give a special shout out to our sponsors, our subscribers, our donors, longtime loyal readers. Hey, even if you're just someone who always retweets our stuff, we appreciate you. Thank you for helping us stick around, stay in business and continue covering the Long Beach community. We've done a lot of that over the past few months. We're almost to the finish line here, but that means it's ring season, boys. Yeah, if we had a dollar for every time we said this year, well, it's a little bit different. Everything's a little bit different now. We, I don't think we would need <laughs> subscribers anymore because everything is a little bit different even right up until the end here. It is championship season. We've been covering championship games for the local Long Beach high schools and their sports teams. And usually that would mean a ding on our car mileage from driving around to the different host sites that the CIF Southern Section has, which, first of all, have to say, CAF Southern Section host sites for these championship games are amazing. We're talking Galen Center. You know what I mean? We're talking Honda Center. These sites are a great place to play a championship high school match. However, there is something to be said for having a home championship match. They're just a little bit different. And we're going to talk about them and with the people who were in them in just a minute for Wilson Boys Volleyball and Millican Wrestling. But tonight... We are going to Long Beach Poly for the Girls Basketball D1 Championship. The upstart Jackrabbits. Underdogs, question mark? I don't know. I don't th- I think any of us had them tabbed as CIA finalists a few weeks ago, but we only have to drive down the street to see the Jackrabbits try to win another CIF championship under Carl Bugs. It's definitely, they're going for their seventh CIF championship under Bugs. They also have uh, six state championships. Um, it's definitely... It's definitely been a weird year for them, as you said, JJ. I was at their first practice of the season, and I was sitting there with Coach Bugs, and I asked him, you know, yesterday at the last practice before the championship, if I'd have told you at that practice you'd be playing for a CIF championship, what would you have said? And he would have said, we must have put in a lot of work, you know? Because <laughs> this is a team that ended the season with really four players who had varsity experience and a fifth starter uh, in Calais Gentle who – flat out new. I mean, you know, she didn't really know how to do a lot of the basics of, of playing in the, in the post and her improvement, the improvement of that team as a whole over the course of the year to earn that, that one seed into division one um, was really remarkable. But, you know, Bugs even said when they got the one seed in division one, he was like, ah, I don't know. We lost by 53 points to modern day. Not that long ago. <laughs> I don't know that we should be the one seed for anything, but as you said, here they are hosting a championship. Well, and I talked about it last week. Every time I I saw this team, I felt like they were noticeably better every single game. And that trajectory continued uh, with their semifinal win over Fairmont Prep. They led that game uh, in the third quarter by 33 points. And in the middle part of that game, that their defense was so suffocating, not the 
traditional, you know, I mean, we remember covering those poly teams that would go full court press, you know, teams couldn't get it past half court. You know, they had the, the Wilson twins flying all over the court, Araya Crook Williams, you know, in the press, and they're not doing it that way defensively, but the Jackrabbits are still forcing turnovers and, you know, they limited a, a good Fairmont prep team to only three field goals in the second and third quarters combined and uh, just completely sucked the life out of them. And uh, it was impressive to watch and we'll see if that they can do it again, but you know, it's, you know, Carl and Keisha bugs. I mean, they just, we've seen it year after year. The Jackrabbits are always one of the most improved teams and they usually start out as one of the most talented teams. And that's, that's a combo to how do we win championships is you start with talent and then you add improvement throughout the year. I wonder what the crowd's going to look like tonight because the crowd at the Wilson boys volleyball championship and the crowd at the Milliken boys wrestling championship were very different crowds, both in size. And I would probably say in knowledge, like the CIF crowd for volleyball is just excitable, right? Well, the CIF crowd for wrestling is knowledgeable. Like those Mm. people in the crowd, what they're yelling is actually really good advice. No offense to those (laughs) No offense to those sports parents around the city who, who yell what they yell. Go ahead. Keep yelling. Support your kid. Stay with us. Absolutely. They weren't just yelling, go by her. They weren't, they weren't, they, they weren't yelling, run at a track meet, Mike. They were given some real good advice. Um, so I'm very curious to see what the crowd is like at a basketball game like this because, uh, you know, it's not going to be the classic, oh, this school gets this many tickets, this school gets that many tickets, this is how many people we can fit in the gym, and then we're going to have to shove a couple more in there because it's a championship. We want everybody to see it. There are still health restrictions in the county of Los Angeles, and that is where we are, and that's what we have to continue to deal with. So you guys at Wilson said that it felt as close to normal as you have felt recently, right? the energy was crazy. Um, you, you know, you can see in the video that, you know, <laughs> those Wilson fan, uh, that side of the stands is pretty well packed in and, um, you know, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of fans up in the top level as well. And it was loud, you know, and that Wilson gym can get loud and, um, you know, credit to both fan bases. I mean, they were both engaged kind of from start to finish and, um, yeah, kind of fed off of each other. I think we've all been waiting for the opportunity to, uh, <laughs> you know, be in a sporting event and yell. So I think it was a lot of pent up energy that's kind of coming out now that we can have these pretty full size crowds, but it wasn't full capacity, certainly. And there was luckily for me, plenty of spots to hop in the stands and film, but uh, it was definitely the, I haven't had a feeling like that of a packed gym making a bunch of noise and impacting the play on the court um, in a couple years at this point. So yeah, it was definitely different. Well, let me, let me say this, JJ, we were both, like overheated and the players kind of were too, you know, but I was like kind of having to pull my mask away from my face a little bit to, to get some slightly less humid breaths in. And then the, um, this will sound familiar to you, but the reception was so bad at Wilson. I literally had to run outside every set to just get the tweets off. Time out, time out. What is up with that, dude? Is it just me or did that happen? Like one day, one day, all of a sudden that corner just became a dead zone um it's the it's it is a little bit the same thing at poly it's because the gyms are concrete so they're effectively they've been concrete since we started in 2008 i've been able to tweet from inside that gym from 2008 till about i don't know month month and a half two months ago maybe the 5g doesn't like the the concrete even more or something i don't know but i will say that they are effectively constructed like bunkers right you know what i mean <laughs> so that is part of it but yeah, man, it was loud. It was like you couldn't, you had to yell to talk to someone sitting next to you. 
um, it, it was just really great. I think the, the poly capacity is not quite to where I'm expecting something similar at the girls basketball game, but the semifinal game was sold out um, based on the capacity level. And it was, it was great. It was loud and energetic. Um, you know, that boy, boys volleyball with the, the size of the crowd they had at Wilson was, was a unique thing for sure. But it's just, it's so nice to see crowds. It's so unique, as you said, to see teams getting a chance to compete for CIF championships in their home gym. Now you talk about Wilson and Polly between those two schools, they have almost 200 CIF championships um, and none of them have been won in their home gym. <laughs> and we could have two in the span of five days. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty special. And um, given that these indoor sports were the ones who really didn't know, even just a few months ago, if they were even going to be allowed to have a scrimmage at any point. Um, I think it's just been incredible. I've seen so much emotion pouring out of people at just realizing, oh my God, we actually got to do this. We got to have a season. We got to have a playoffs. We got to get to a CIF championship game. I mean, I, I don't, you know, if people can go back and listen to my comments from January and February, I didn't have any optimism this was going to happen. Zero optimism. I mean, flat out 100%. I was like, I think maybe we can get the outdoor sports going. No way in hell we'll be playing basketball and volleyball indoors. And, you know, they found a way to make it happen. Yeah, Mike. Mike's message to the youth of the <laughs> of our community, abandon all hope. Pessimism <laughs> is the only way forward. <laughs> no, we were we were a little beaten down though. It had been it had been a, a rough year, obviously, and, and we uh, had reason to feel like that things wouldn't turn a corner. But but yeah, let's let's really enjoy the fact that this is happening and the fact that it so easily couldn't have. And you hear all the kids say, "This is a dream come true. This means so much to me. I've you know I've been dreaming of this since I was a little kid." And um, you know we unfortunately we know that there are some realities, some history that didn't get made in 2020 that could have, that should have. Um, but hey, we're getting it now, and not everybody that we want to have in the gym is going to be in the gym. Then there's we're, we're having to make some concessions there, but um, we got something, and we, it's been pretty special. And we hope to to add a little bit more Long Beach history tonight. Can I, Jage? Can I ask you a question? What, what was the, the vibe like for the Millican wrestling team that you covered who were, were competing for a CIF championship, you know, in their gym, but, but came up short, was there still sort of a, like, Hey, it was amazing that we had a season or was that aspect of it still just bummed out like any other year where you lose a championship? It, it was like any other year you lose a championship. And I was the one to remind everybody that, Hey, you guys got a season. Cause that's, hey, this is a miracle. That's what you're going to hear when, uh, when we play the recording from Saturday, when I talked to coach Marshall Thompson and junior Nathan, Gome uh, Nathan Gomez, you know, both of them looked disappointed, but after talking for a couple minutes, it was like, Hey, listen, we got something. It was, it was something. And that was not the thought like two months ago, they were thinking they were just going to have to roll into the summer and, and do other stuff. And, uh, and they got a chance to compete and both the boys and girls teams for Millican wrestling had great postseason runs got wins at home in front of their parents and their friends and stuff. So yeah, that, that was, that was great stuff, but being at the wrestling also was a reminder that we need to, you know, as, as much as everything has sucked, right? Oh, this thing sucks about sports. That thing sucks about sports. And now we're getting something cool. We're getting championship games at home. Well, guess what? That sucks for the other teams that are coming to long beach to have to play a championship game after a long season, you got to go to somebody else's house and play that championship. That's the parking sucks. And that the parking sucks. is terrible. Yeah. So 
make sure you keep that in mind because and and I felt it a lot at that Milliken uh, championship against uh, South Torrance. This is not a this is not a bang on South Torrance parents. This is literally what I thought Long Beach people would do if this were the case or something similar, right? So one of the South Torrance kids. Uh, gets kind of dinged up in one of the uh, late matches. It was actually the match that was going to clinch the win for South Torrance. And as soon as the trainer walked over, he pointed at his head. Now, if you know, if a kid points at his head, immediately they have to go into concussion protocol. That's been the rules for about two years now. If you point at your head, you got to do it, right? That's standing on one foot. That's putting fingers to the nose, telling somebody who's the president and what day it is and where you are. So he's going through that in the corner. Now, this is, the, this is the match to win it, right? So the South, you can feel the South parents kind of getting like a little angsty. You know, they're like, oh, come on, let's go. Let him wrestle. He's fine. When in my thought, I'm thinking, dude, that's a doctor over there. Let, let, let the doctor doctor. You know what I mean? Like, why you're going to rush them through the concussion? This protocol? is not the year to hassle doctors. For your <laughs> athlete? That's your student athlete? She's trying to look out for your guy? Like, take it easy, let her do her thing. But then as I'm thinking that, I'm realizing, dude, if, if we were in Corona Santiago right now and the Corona doctor was, like, pulling one of our kids off the mat to, like, check on him and he was fine or we thought he was fine or whatever, we, I think in the moment, in that championship moment, we would also feel a little bit angsty. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like tonight in this basketball game, how quickly the Esperanza parents turn on the referees, if not immediately from the tip, because it's like, Hey, we're, we're going to get screwed some way or another here. We're already playing a championship in somebody else's house. So we're already the underdogs walking into the building. That, that did, that absolutely did happen with the St. Francis. Um, the St. Francis coaches were about to explode onto the floor. Literally. I think it was, was it the first point Tyler? They felt like they felt it, was, the, it was literally the first point and it is in the video. And if you go back, you can actually see some apoplectic parents and the assistant yeah. coach. Did <laughs> ultimately receive a warning uh, <laughs> throughout the course of the match to be like, Hey, I need to hear less from you. Um, but I mean, it is, it's a championship. Emotions are high and there's nothing, you know, I have, if I were an assistant coach in a CIF championship match, I'd probably be on 11 too. But I, well, I but, but, to, but to JJ's point too, if I can't, it is, it does add an extra element of it when you're yelling at the ref and behind him, you see on the wall painted the name of the school that you're playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, these refs they've gotten the Wilson gym are unbelievable. Right. I will say this as well. It, it obviously, to JJ's point, it is a competitive advantage to be in your home gym and to host a championship, get all the accoutrement that, that comes with that and, and feeling comfortable. But I will say in these examples, the teams that were hosting, you know, Millican Wrestling, they were the top seed in their bracket. But Wilson Boys Volleyball, they were undefeated and had, they hadn't lost a set coming into the playoffs. So... They obviously, uh, does, and we said it in the highlight, they deserve the right to be able to host on their home floor. And then Polly, same way, they're the top seed in their bracket. So it didn't necessarily work out. It wouldn't have automatically worked out that way. But ultimately, I don't think it's totally unfair to be like, oh, you know, why do we have to go to the top seed? It's like, well, they're the top seed. So <laughs> that's uh, that's just another unintended advantage that comes with that. So I, I don't think anybody should be crying, oh, it's unfair, it's rigged, whatever. Um, but it is, you know, it's just a change that we had to make for this one year. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and cry and say that it's rigged. It's fine. We're, we're never going to have to do this again. Knocks on wood.
We are so excited about uh, the end of the school year and summer vacation coming up for everybody here uh, next week in the city of Long Beach. Obviously been a very long and difficult school year for everybody. So as you're planning your end of year celebration or, hey, we made it dinner or lunch uh, with maybe some coworkers or your friends or some fellow parents or your whole family, why don't you think about Naples Rib Company? Obviously, the best barbecue, the best ribs in the city of Long Beach, but also stalwart sponsors of us and uh, many of the local high school sports and local college programs. Dave Ursini at Naples Rib Company, a great community guy, true Long Beach guy. Um, even throughout this last year, where obviously things were so hard for restaurants, uh, restaurants and small businesses, um, Dave and Naples Rib Company did a great job supporting us and continuing to keep up that community backing that they've been known for for so long. Now that they're open for business, now that there's things to celebrate again, we are hoping you'll get down to Naples Rib Company. You'll have your dinner there, you'll have your banquet there, and you'll tell them that the 562 sent you. So let's get to the interviews, and we've got to start with the CIF champion Wilson Boys Volleyball Team, like we said, winning that thing in their own gym over St. Francis. The undefeated Bruins, just a fantastic season, and so cool that they get to do that thing right in front of their home crowd. You guys were out there covering that match while I was at Millican Wrestling. So for Wilson Boys Volleyball, who did you talk with after, and what was the feeling of that championship post-match? Usually you're getting shuffled off the court because there's another match that has to play right after at the site that CIF Southern section has chosen for these championship games. So what was it like to kind of just be able to stand on the floor and soak it all up? It was very hot. First of all, which we did talk about in all of our interviews, uh, the players were, you know, kind of getting out of their uniforms and into their championship shirts as quickly as possible because the uniforms were like soaked through, <laughs> but star junior hitter, uh, Leo Povednikov talked about, you know, how amazing it was to get a season, uh, and a championship, you know, when they weren't sure they were going to get to play at all. We're all tired, but I mean, we can, we can sum up some energy to celebrate tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, uh, tell me about the match. I mean, weird freaking match, you know, you guys blow them out the first two sets, they come back. What were you guys able to kind of reach deep and find in yourselves in that fourth set? Yeah, I mean, we knew that we didn't want to go to a fifth, so we had to pull up our energy, bond. We were kind of getting on each other in the um, third set, so we all had to just co like cohesively get along and push through. Um, Watching you, I've seen in a couple of matches of yours, it looked like you kind of lost confidence a little bit in the third set. Is that Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, we all just kind of got down on ourselves a little bit. So we really had to just um, get confident in each other, um, get confident in ourselves, and just push through that fourth set. We fought um, in that last few points right there. What, what's, up, what's up with the assistant coach I saw you guys were sort of dedicating to? Is it, who, who is that? What's the story there? Yeah, so that's our JV coach. Um, he moved out to Florida because he had to um, get treatment. He got colon cancer. So we've been wearing tattoos in our arms the whole year. Um, we've dedicated every game to him, and we just FaceTimed him at the end there, took some pictures. It's a big night for us. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I, you know, I've talked to everyone about this all year, but you guys didn't know if you were going to get a season. You didn't know if you were going to be back on any of this stuff, right? How, how much does it mean to you personally to have all of these guys here celebrating with you, on, on, you know, in the home gym? Yeah, I mean, we've all wanted this so much, and to get a home game, it was really great. Now we have all, all our friends here, all our family. We all just pushed throughout the whole year. We knew we were going to get it from the start. So it was just about execution, and we did that. 
And then while Leo Provednikov has been kind of the, the top player for the Bruins this year, more league player of the year, um, you know, top hitter, it was actually Payne Lounsbury, the senior, uh, who really stepped up for him in the CIF championship. He had 27 kills in that match. Uh, good time to drop your season high for Payne Lounsbury and uh, got a chance to talk to him about how special that night was for him. What does that mean to you and your team to get to have a night like this here, you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what we're going to do right now. I think, you know, this has just been, you know, the moment we've been waiting for, the moment we've been hoping for, and, you know, all it's left to do is celebrate. And so, and then, uh, again, refocus our energy into uh, regionals. So I think right now, you know, I have no idea what we're doing, but I, I can tell you one thing, we are doing something. Yeah, I did, I, I did want to ask you about that. This is about as hot an environment as I've ever been for a volleyball match. How are you guys feeling physically? How are you able to kind of hold up throughout the match? You know, I agree with you too. I, I grew up in Vegas, so it's not as bad, but um, you know, it was dry, it was hot. Um, <laughs> but honestly, when you're playing the environment, you, you don't really think about those things right. more more so, you know, yeah, for sure. how are we winning this game? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, you know, the match, you guys blow them out the first two sets. They came back in the third. What's the, what, what did they do to sort of knock you guys back on your heels, and how were you guys able to recover in the fourth set? I definitely think uh, St. Francis had some amazing defensive plays. Uh, balls that would normally drop weren't dropping. Um, and kudos to them because they, uh, you know, never gave up that fight and I feel like in the fourth third third set you know we kind of had them and that was the mentality you know we got this and they came back and you know uh, made an interesting game for sure so you know kudos to them then what I was really struck by uh, when I was interviewing Wilson boys volleyball coach Jeremy Cook uh, about this historic championship first championship in uh, in Wilson boys volleyball history we've covered some great teams there was a uh, team in the semifinals of Division One with Mike Wilder uh, and the boys right when we first started um, that I don't think we had any, <laughs> any idea of how special that team was, you know, to have made it that far. We were just sort of thinking all this stuff might happen all the time back in 2008. Um, I talked to Coach Cook, and I was just remembering how much uncertainty he and I were discussing you know, he was one of those guys who was really on top of checking the numbers and going, there's no way we're getting down to yellow tier, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was nice to kind of have, I, I talked to him after everything else was done. The gym was starting to clear out. Um, he's standing there holding a plaque, you know, holding flowers someone had brought him. And it was great to catch up with him and just really reflect on, wow, this actually happened. Congratulations, first boys volleyball CIF championship in school history. This is a hard school to make history at. So yeah, how, right, how, how, does, right. how does that feel? Unbelievable. It feels so good. You know, it's like big sense of relief because I wanted it for these guys so badly. But um, just unbelievable feeling. So, so happy. So excited. Um, what does it mean to get to, like, I, I was talking to all the guys, like, you guys didn't know if you were going to have a season. You didn't know if the school was going to be open this year. To get to have this moment in your gym with an amazing crowd, you know, how, how special is that? Beyond words, it's like, um, we were hopeful and that's basically all we had was hope, you know, when we were meeting in September and just telling them, you know, let's stay ready because we know we have a special group, let's stay ready and, you know, fingers crossed we get something and 
we heard it's going to be a, a league season maybe and we're like all right well that's something and then when they told us CIF was going to happen it was just like we you know we had our eyes set on this from the moment one you know so I don't know unbelievable that it actually got to happen you know like so uh, really, I mean I, I was watching the warm-ups or the, the starting lineup and I'm hearing the crowd go and I just was like this is completely unimaginable, right. like, a couple yeah. months ago. <laughs> yeah, to have a home game with this many people. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, who was the – you guys had an assistant coach I saw that they were kind of dedicating stuff to. What's the, what's oh, the story okay. there? Okay, so uh, Noel Yopis is our JV coach, um, and he, he came down with cancer. And so basically we're just kind of dedicating every game to him, like dedicated the season to him. Every time the guys get in a huddle, they say together. It's basically just with him in mind. Unfortunately, Millican Boys Wrestling wasn't able to pull off a CIF championship at Howard Lion Gym on Saturday, but the stage was set for sure. It was it was a great scene there at Millican. Like I said, a big, loud, knowledgeable crowd watching that match against South Torrance, a senior, heavy, very, very good wrestling team from South Torrance coming in to take on the uh, the young Rams, and they put up a good fight both literally and figuratively South jumped out to a big lead and Milliken was able to get back in it with a couple of pins, one coming from junior Nathan Gomez that we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but it, it was disappointing because they got so close. They were within four points with two matches left and they could have pulled off the, uh, the comeback victory, but fell just short. Uh, so I talked to long coach, longtime legendary coach Marshall Thompson after about what he talked to his team about once they got into the room after the loss. The, the kids that didn't pull through, they're so disappointed with themselves. And, you know, I'm tr I was trying to tell them that we're proud of every one of them and their effort they gave. I mean, I think we showed that we have a very tough team, a good team. And, uh, you know, we have a young team as well. We only, we've only got four seniors on the team. So I think you can uh, – that's what I talk to the kids about um, next year. Uh, planting that seed and you know I didn't even have to say anything they're in they're already thinking in their heads that the uh, the plaque that we got today is not not the one we want next year so I, I know that these kids are going to work hard and our team's going to get better and you know uh, the South's team they have a good team every year it doesn't matter but but they were loaded with seniors uh, basically a senior team and, uh, and I know they'll be tough next year, but they're not going to be like this this year's team. Right. So I like, I, you know, I, I guess I'm going out on, on a limb a little bit, but I like our chances with our team next year. You know, we never thought we were going to have a season. And so in a way, this is, this is really, it's a blessing for us. And these kids got to, uh, got to have some fulfillment uh, with their wrestling, especially the seniors. Um, being able to f finish out the year with some wrestling. I'm disappointing not having the individuals, uh, CIF and Masters and all that. Um, however, they got to have this, and our team did fairly well. You know, we, here we are at the finals, and I think we gave a good fight. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, not exactly happy with the outcome, but I'm proud of the guys for the, the effort and um, just how bad they wanted to win. I think you could see it out there. You know, we, we put, I think we pushed every match. I mean, there were, to be honest, there weren't that many pins, you know. 
um, they had a couple or so, and we had a couple, and but there was a lot of matches decided by points. So that tells you, you know, the wrestlers are fairly evenly matched. Yeah, definitely. You know? I also caught up with that guy, Junior Nathan Gomez, who moved up to 220 to wrestle a bigger guy, looked more spry while doing so. One of the more entertaining wrestling wrestling matches I've ever seen was that 220 bout that Gomez ended up winning by pin. There's a couple clips of it in the highlight video that you can find at the 562.org right now. And I talked to him about his match and what this season meant to him. Like, you weren't concerned at all about moving up in weight class? The past uh, two months I was wrestling 220s. It wasn't until CIF started that I went to 195s. So what did you expect from the match, and what did you get from the match? Uh, I expected a really good fight or a really good wrestling match, and it was. Yes. So what was the turning point in yours that like, you know, helped you get the win? The moment, I, the moment I realized that I kept rolling him the same way I did, when his arm was too much over and I was able to just grab it and roll. Mm -hmm. After that, after the second time, I knew that that was my secret to pinning. Uh, you know, Coach, I've talk, Coach and I have talked a lot about this in the last few months, so much in uncertainty, didn't know if you were going to get a season or whatever. As a wrestler and somebody who's coming back next year, what did you get out of this season? It was a pretty good season, all in all. It, we went from not having a season to having a good season. So there's not much more I can ask for. There's a difference between teams. Sometimes teams can be detached, and our team is just solid. We all care for each other. We all help one another, especially when we practice. It's just we're all together. We're all helping each other. What you can you do? What don't you do? So I, I think getting out here back with the boys, get back with the team, I think that's pretty good. Let's stay with the Millican Rams, the Ramassance that is the 2021 sports season here in the LBC. The only team that we have left on the diamond is Millican Baseball. The Rams stayed on the road and uh, picked up a shutout win over Torrance High. The first time that Torrance has been shut out all year behind another gem from junior lefty Miles Patton. Uh, the Rams headed to the quarterfinals in baseball for the first time since 2009, just having a, a phenomenal season under head coach Ron Keister, uh, who I've uh, gotten to talk to uh, after a bunch of wins lately that all look kind of similar. So I'm trying to find uh, different angles and questions to ask Keister about how well his team's playing right now. You know, you guys have done a really good job, I think, of having consistent traffic. You know, you, you're making their guy throw extra pitches, throws over to first or whatever, you know, and are, have you sort of preached that or just, you know, just finding ways on and, and, and putting the pressure on the different. other team? That is different. That's yeah, good. That's right, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've been preaching good at bats, and I finally think it probably started to click about three weeks ago. Um, and it hasn't necessarily translated into runs per se, but it's mm -hmm. translated into late runs. In the last, I don't know, four games, we've scored some late runs, and that's really helped. Now, getting the run in the first inning really is also great, too, because they're behind the eight ball the whole game long, and they're playing catch-up, and then when we get a couple more, it makes it nice. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, putting the traffic, our guys run hard 90. They want to get on base, and they've done a really good job making, making that change about three weeks. It was the final time where we've kind of preached it, and now they've kind of believed and bought into it. I think you guys have been, you know, there's a couple things here and there, but more solid defensively. You know, I thought you were a lot tighter uh, than they were, and, and uh, the, the fundamentals. I mean, you guys got a bunt down, 
and it led to that inning and and they they i think they had like you know six or seven times where they were trying to get a bun down and couldn't um you know it's it it really comes down to the little things right and are you do you feel like that's where you guys obviously it helps to have miles on the mound and you could just easily say like well yeah of course if if we had a guy like that but but it is it is more to it it's it also is those little details that you guys have really cleaned up right it is miles on the mound and it it, everything else all these little things add up because you never know what one little thing is going to be the difference between that win and loss and it could it could be a couple little things or could just be one little play mm-hmm. and I thought today we we won most of those one pitch battles that we had to have those things that the bunt uh the, the first inning the Bach we took advantage of the Bach they didn't take advantage of their Bach being able to score that run early so yeah and it's when we've got in trouble it has been the defense but our defense is really good and when Miles is really good and our defense is really good it keeps us pitching down and they kind of everything goes hand in hand that way the Rams actually remain on the road on Friday. They're at Saugus, so they're going to have to take a long trip up to Santa Clarita and uh, try to earn a berth into the semifinals. We will definitely be there bringing you the coverage of that game. Um, and it's also this week was a, a really special day, one of our favorite days. Um, we got to see signing day celebration. Um, we were at at Lakewood and then at Long Beach Poly as well to cover their signing day celebrations. Um, just a weird year for recruiting. I know a lot of kids have um, had a difficult time and you know that's that's still gonna go through the next couple years you know there's going to be a kind of a log jam of athletes at the at the collegiate level at various levels whether it, you know d1 junior college whatever it is um, but it was really special to, to talk to some kids that um, you know are seeing their dreams come true and, and got to actually have a celebration we talked with uh, with Jalen Petrie from the poly boys basketball team who's headed to Pepperdine uh, about how how special it is to see a community produce so many college athletes. How cool was it to be at like a big event with like a bunch of other people? You know what I mean? You had like two dozen people sign. So it's, you got to kind of share the celebration. How cool is it to know that you're part of like a big group of, uh, of athletes that are going to college? I feel like it's something huge, you know, to, to go to a school that's athletically dominated and have all these kids sign go to different universities like me. I feel like that's big, especially in our community, seeing kids go to college, where a community where not a lot of kids make it out. To see this many kids make it out, I love to see it. That's a good thing to see. It makes me proud. I'm not in front of Long Beach. We also talked with Polly soccer teammates Kira Ibarra and Asha McLinn, who uh, are both going up to the Bay Area, and they will continue their friendship as uh, college soccer players. And, you know, it's just these awesome community stories that make signing day so special for us. You know how how special is is a moment like this? You know, especially after the after the year that we had with all the the shutdowns and and you know the d- changes in recruiting and going to school. How nice is it to have a semi regular signing celebration like this? Yeah, well, like we both signed back in like November with our own families, and obviously yeah. it was like still in the midst of the pandemic, and we couldn't really have like too many people to celebrate with. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the big things we were looking forward to since like freshman year is oh, we like watch. I know you watch your sister. Yeah. And then I watch all my friends come and sign. It's like we've always wanted to do this, like around our school friends yeah. and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool that we it's get to really do cool. it. It's really cool. So grateful. Like, yeah. That we could actually get a chance to do this. And how much does that motivate you when you know when you're an underclassman and you get to see teammates and friends uh, sign like that? Was that motivating to you to say like, oh, that's gonna be me one oh, day? Ta- Talk about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember for my friend Alana and even Anaya's, and like for the past two, three years, like I've always been like, that's gonna be me one day, and I was like super excited that I was gonna be like mm-hmm. up on the stage telling everyone where I went. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with you. She's just saying what I'm thinking. She's saying what I'm thinking. 
are you are you guys gonna are you guys gonna be hanging out? I mean, you're both gonna be up in Northern oh, California. I mean, what's the course. what's oh, the yeah. plans? Are yeah. you guys already putting that stuff together? Uh, we've been playing soccer together since like, since our first seven, team ever. Yeah, we were on the first team together, so it's so cool having this experience together and being around each other. Like, definitely. yeah, we've been friends since we were like five, four, yeah. something like that. That's when we first started playing with each other. Yeah. Dang. So just yeah. your own like personal Disney movie, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Something up like together. that. That's it. That's all. There ain't no more. Another episode of What Up Long Beach being put into the books. Before we get out of here, we got to shout out our sponsors once again, including Ocean Law Center. You know, we could not do it without our sponsors. We could not do it without our subscribers. So thank you, Long Beach, for supporting the 562.org and more importantly, supporting the local students, the student athletes and everybody. We, we do a little bit of everything here. It's not just sports, guys. Like tonight, I've already been a judge for the Cherry Hills film festival i'm also going to be a panelist tonight for that film festival and that's just a film festival for long beach unified school district students that's how cool this city is the school district just puts on a film festival i love it we love it and it's why we're here so please continue to support the 562.org so we can continue to support the city that we love we'll talk to you soon long beach